0: Hey y'all, it's Bea Welcome to Empower to Empower You Podcast. Empower to Empower You Podcast is about all things Jesus Christ, mental health, and anything to help you change your mindset and have the right perspective so that you can be the best version of yourself. If you are tuning in for the first time, I sincerely and lovingly welcome you. Last week's episode was entitled, Being Solid, What Anchors You? I hope that was an inspiration to you and that you were able to do lots of reflection on what anchors you spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationally, and experientially. What a relevant message, right? Especially in these times, it is so important to know what anchors you so that even when we face charged events fueled by anger, violence, racism, etc. We can choose to be concerned, but not consumed. There is a big difference, right? So that's a whole nother conversation, but it is relevant. And it's important for me to say that today. If you have not heard episode number 22 or part one to three of this series, I really encourage you. You need to pause this one and feel free to catch up and just come back, right? Just make sure you come back. (laughs) If you are coming back again and you have been listening to this podcast since the beginning of 2020, let me just say thank you so much. And I truly hope this has been an inspiration to you. I never imagined that this would be um, episode 23. I never I never imagined that I would even have a podcast, um, but God is good. Amen. Amen. Listen, one of, I just have to share with you my objectives so that you know my why. By the end of this podcast, if someone gives his or her life to Christ, if someone feels more inspired to get closer to God or goes to therapy, or read their Bible more, and maybe feel uplifted. If somebody just engages engages in more reflection, maybe they start a journaling. If someone engages in further development or makes decisions that need to be made, then that's the mission. That that these are the objectives of this podcast. It's not for you to hear, just hear my voice. I am just an instrument. Not let me just not let me say not just. Let me not say just. I am an instrument of God. I am here for a purpose chosen for this uh, time this season I am designed to be um, here on this microphone and God knew what he was doing when he gave me a voice okay (laughs) so my listeners my VIP precious amazing listeners are you ready for part four episode 23 are you really ready I can't hear you. Okay. Oh snap. Get ready. As I continue the identity series. Being solid, the comparison trap. Hmm. I'm gonna just let that drop for in your spirit just for a few seconds. Being solid, the comparison trap. <sighs> mm. I just took a deep breath for you because I know. I know. I know, I know. I know you're like be Wendy. Why? Why are you talking about comparison? Like, why? I hope by now you realize how so much is tied to identity. One thing I want to bring to your attention more specifically is this thing that so many people struggle with. It typically pulls people away from or to words or it keeps them stuck or stagnant. This thing. What I'm about to talk about, it results in resentment, it results in um, jealousy, it results in fear, and it is so paralyzing. It is indeed a trap, and it is called comparison. Ayana Van Zandt says, comparison is an act of violence against the self. Oof, an act of violence against the self? Sheesh. Mm. That is something. Theodore Roosevelt says, Comparison is the thief of joy. I just have to repeat these words. Violence against self and thief of joy. Wow. I just, I, I hope you're writing this down. If I'm comparing myself against with somebody else, I am committing a violent act against myself. If I am comparing myself with somebody else, someone else, I allow myself to be robbed of experiencing joy. I hope, I know you are taking notes, and that is a lot to think about. But isn't it true though? I absolutely do concur. Comparison has caused so many people to doubt themselves, question their purpose, question their skills basically limit themselves right come even question their gifts their talents and comparison has allowed so many people to feel stuck to feel overwhelmed and resentful comparison has been a, a common experience in so many of my clients that I have served and when they become aware of this trap and get and get and become free from it all oh, the all liber- oh, the liberation is real What if I told you that if you decide to compare yourself to someone, you will always find that something is unfair. It is so concerning that so many people compare themselves to people who may not even have a genuine real story, or people who look like they have it all together, but who says that they they do? And even if they do have a genuine story and seem to have it all together, or perhaps look refined, why does this matter to you why does his or her journey have to what i mean what does his or her journey have to do with your journey how is it that their journey is supposed to inform your journey somehow people tend to think that the persons that they are comparing themselves with are perfect what an illusion listen Comparison will always cause you to look to you as, um, cause you to look as if to look as if you are inferior. Comparison will make you feel inferior. It will make you feel that you are limited. Again, the moment you decide to compare, you will always find that something is unfair, or something is un- is not right, or something is not enough, or that you may feel that you are not good enough. Or you can't pray like that, or you're not eloquent enough, or you're not articulate enough, or you are not uh, uh, smart enough, or you're not pretty enough. Again, the enoughs are just going to continue, right? You will always find a limitation, but it's not in the other person. You will find the, the limitation in yourself, Comparison conveys a message that you are not secure in you. Let me say that again. Comparison compa- comparison conveys a message that you're not secure in you. Comparison begs the question, do you truly love you? I have a couple of additional a couple of additional questions for you to chew on. What is it? that you feel like you lack in the person, in you, that the person has? Let me say that again. What is it that you feel like you lack in you that the other person has? Why is it that that person becomes your mirror? Why is it? Or what is it? Right? How are you perceiving yourself? While you are looking at that person's page, while you are screening looking at their screen page, or while you are looking at the person you're comparing yourself with, how are you perceiving yourself? What thoughts are coming up? What What is your inner critic saying? There's always an inner critic that we have to really work hard to fight against and to shut it down to deactivate it we have to deactivate the inner voice we have to deactivate the inner critic that's why it's called an inner critic It does. it's not kind it always says something mean something like oh you know what their website looks better than mine oh man and I wanted to do that how come I'm not doing that man I don't have abs like that man but the difference with the inner critic is that the inner critic is now allowing you to criticize you. Something to think about, right? I just want to revisit these quotes. You will not have joy if you are comparing yourself to someone. Let me again elaborate. If you find yourself looking at her page or, or his stuff, Scanning at their pages, and you'd start to feel away, or let me say differently, you are in your feelings about what they're doing, what they look like, their bossed up lifestyles, their newly announced engagement, or newly announced book, project, or business. Is it possible that you are not secure in your own identity? Are you seeing what I'm saying? Is it possible that you are not sure of your specific assignment? and path that has been ordered and arranged for you. Yes, assignment. Assignment. You have an assignment that is unique to you. You are unique and there is no one else like you. I know people may see you and they may say, huh, you look like so-and-so. Or do you have a twin? But you have one DNA. When God, Yahweh, The creator made you. He did not give your DNA to somebody else. When he gave you your fingerprint, it's your fingerprint. It's your fingerprint. You are an original and there is something unique about you. There's a reason why you have that quirkiness because it's to minister to somebody else that may view themselves as quirky There's a reason that you have such high energy because you know what? Your energy is going to be helpful to make somebody else who needs that bubbly personality. There's a reason that you may show up as very reflective and very deep. There's a reason for that. There is a reason for your creativity. There's a reason for your flexibility. There's a reason for your geniusness. I just made up a word. I hope that's a word, but it doesn't matter. There's a reason for that. Okay? So the thing about it is, let me just say this, and this is not even part of my script, is that some of us are always trying to fit in. Newsflash. Some of you, you're never going to fit in. God did not create you to fit in. He created you to stand apart. He created you to be set apart he created you to be up, 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 up above and not beneath the head and not the tail i dare you to find out what god says about you to find out what he's how he sees you and a lot of us don't see ourselves the way god sees us we allow our past narratives our past stories to judge and to inform the way that we see ourselves and things like comparison Comparison will always keep us imprisoned, imprisoned in our own perceived limitations. You were not meant, you are not meant to fit in. I'm gonna give you a personal example, a personal story. I always wondered, I used to always wonder, why am I so different? Why am I not fitting in? When I was in college, I would never fit in with my friends. Like, I have one best friend of 20 years and that is my that's my ride like that's my ride or die that's my ace spoon coon that is my friend okay but <clears throat> when going i'm so sorry girl, i don't know why i'm losing my voice but when going to the um uh you know cafeteria or when walking or just in other friend groups i just couldn't fit in and i used to feel so awkward i used to wonder why am i not fitting in with these people If we were walking in the group, I would not be in the group. I would be walking ahead of them by myself, and I was okay. Now, back then was a whole different B. Wendy. Back then, B. Wendy struggled with insecurities and self-esteem, and she did not know who she was. She did not know her identity in the Lord. She did not know how valuable she is. She didn't know that. So that's a whole different, you know, that was a different version. But what my point is, I never could fit in. And sometimes we're trying so hard to fit in. And if we don't fit in, we think something's wrong with us. Nothing's wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with you. You were not intended to fit in. Okay? I just want to say that because I just thank God for allowing me to say that today because somebody needed to hear this message. All right? So I love to throw in biblical stories. And I am sure you have heard of a story David and Goliath. I'm sure you have. But if you haven't, it's in 1 Samuel 17. It's a common story, but not everybody knows it. So no shame, no judgment. Just look it up and read the story. So I'm going to give you just a high level overview for the sake of time. David, a shepherd boy, was tending to the sheep. You know, he's just helping his father. He's very loyal, very obedient. He has such a beautiful heart, even as a young boy. And he was the youngest of three brothers. And um, some think some people think that he was a teenager and then others think that he was 22 years old. So David hears, I mean, he hears all of this noise going on. He hears all this chaos, right? And the noise had to do with two troops that were kind of facing each other. Those two troops were the Philistines or the Philistines, as I call them, and the Israelites, or the Philistines and the Israelites. So the Israel, the Philistines sent out their champion, okay? And their champion is some dude, some giant who's like over nine feet. Can you imagine like a giant? If, if we were, if some giant, if you just happened to, to leave your house and you saw a giant over nine feet, <laughs> but this champion is like over nine feet. His name is Goliath. He wore a bronze helmet. You know, he has a bronze coat of mail weighing like 125 pounds. He had a bronze leg armor. He was just a bronze dude. Okay, like everything was bronze. He had a bronze javelin, uh, iron spearhead, weighed about 15 pounds. And then this giant had like an armor bearer. I'm sure if you go to church, if you went, if you've ever been to church, you've probably seen some pastors with armor bearers. This giant had an armor bearer who carried a shield as if the giant was not enough. Right. So this giant is like speaking all this bluff and taunting the Israelites, saying things like, I defy the the armies of Israelites today. I defy the armies of Israelites today. The Israelites are, 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 are freaking out. They are paralyzed by fear. And they not only are they afraid, their king, Saul, is afraid. Now, let me add this. This is happening for like 40 days and 40 days, morning and night. This giant is walking up and down, taunting the Israelites. Okay, like, can you imagine being taunted for 40 days? Can you imagine being afraid for 40 days? Just think on that for a second. Just let that marinate. But David happens to just obey his father. There's something about being in the right place at the right time. I want you to say after me, God is a master orchestrator. Say it after me. God is a master orchestrator. Yes, he is. So David happens to, you know, his father is Jesse. Jesse's like, hey. Hey son, you know go go look after your brothers. You know bring them some food. You know just, just just look after them. Check after them. David was taking care of the sheep. He was loyal. He was a shepherd. Okay, so he his father gets him to go and and take care of his brothers. He's bringing his brothers some food. He obeys his father, and um, all of a sudden he hears all this nonsense. As soon as he walks up, now I don't have time to go into the entire story. But I really encourage you to read the story. David saw this giant. And let me tell you this. He could have compared himself with this giant and be afraid like everybody else. He could have uh, given into insecurity, right? He could have. But because he's just sure of who he is and who his God was, he saw this giant and he rose up in his spirit. He was like, oh, no, mm uh, who is this giant talking about my God, like taunting the Israelites? I got to fight him. He saw an opportunity to defeat the giant. He, he saw an opportunity to fight against the, di- the giant because he understood his identity. Ooh, my God. What is the giant in your life? What is the giant in your life? David's narrative was when Saul said, son, you you two, you're just a boy. You can't be, you can't fight this giant. Saul invited him to compare himself against a giant. I hope you're catching this. David relied on his narrative and said, look, when, when a bear came against me, God delivered me. When a lion tried to eat me up, God delivered me. And if God delivered me from a bear and a lion? God will deliver me from this giant. He saw an opportunity for God to be glorified because he understood his identity. Oh, this is so good. See, when you know who you are, again, I hope you're seeing the connection to identity. Identity is is huge, y'all. Like, that's why I couldn't just do it in one episode. When you know who you are and whose you are, there is no need to compare because you have security in your identity and no one can give you identity except the lord so what do you do what do i do when i want to compare myself with someone else this is a question i want you to write down what can i do when i want to compare myself when i'm tempted to compare myself or when i find myself comparing myself with somebody else here are some practical things that you can do number one ask yourself what is my purpose for viewing this page Ask yourself, is there something I want to learn from this person? Is there something I want to compliment this person on? Number three, channel your perspective to practicing gratitude for your skills, your gifts, your talents. Number four, refocus your mind on your assignment, your purpose in your journey. Number five, check your narrative. What is your story? What is your story? So if, you, if you're if comparing yourself and you're single and you're comparing yourself with somebody who just got engaged and seems to be happy and is about to get married, remind yourself that, you know what? God has a man for me. And he has a, a, an amazing kingdom man for me. And if it's not kingdom, I don't want it. If it's not kingdom, I don't want it. Okay? Number six, practice affirming yourself daily i am a i will preach that over and over i will i will preach that over and over and over again because i believe in that practice affirming yourself daily start with what you believe about yourself to be true in the moment and keep rehearsing it daily this is another example of anchoring so for example i am a um, god's masterpiece I am special. I am unique. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am blessed. My hands are blessed. My business is blessed because God is with me. These are some examples of things that I say to myself. Number seven, practice things that give you joy and allow you to love on you. For example, review your own wins. Consider times what are things that you're proud of. You know, go back and revisit those good notes or good compliments. And if you don't have a good notes folder, start one. If you don't have a good notes folder or some type of uh, a folder or box that people have complimented you or cards. Maybe you left a job and people wrote you all kinds of nice emails. Go back and revisit those things. But, but anchor yourself on things that just help you. Feel joyful. Do things that make you feel loved. Do things that make you feel uh, at peace, okay? Like whether it's, you know, today I found that I love juicing. Like that gives me joy. It just was so therapeutic for me. And so I just love, I was in the zone, praise and worship music was playing. And I discovered that about myself, that I enjoy juicing right? Because I know that what I'm juicing is medicine for my body. Does that make sense? So instead of focusing on other people, turn the focus back on you, what's happening in your life, what God is doing through you, how God is blessing you, how, how God has delivered you. Revisit those things. The more you focus on purpose, the more you focus on your assignment, You don't have time to compare yourself to somebody else. You just don't. That's just too much energy. Okay? And if you do look at their page or if you do see them in person, then you are more inclined to say, you know what? You did a great job. You are more inclined to compliment them and not compare yourself to them. I hope that this this has been helpful. And I encourage you to take some time to learn about you love on you, identify your strengths, your values, consider the beauty that is already in you, and practice gratitude. It makes such a huge difference in your perspective. I'm not sure if there will be a part five, but you never know. Stay tuned. Right? I just love I just love doing this. I love talking about this today. So before I leave, I decree the peace of the Lord over you. And if you are listening and don't know Jesus, I encourage you to invite him into your heart. Listen, the Lord is the only one that can truly validate you, give you identity and purpose. No one else can give you that. So if you want to know more about salvation, read Romans 10, 9 and 10, or just look it up. But just feel free to invite Jesus Christ into your heart because he loves you. He died for you. That's a fact. Whether you believe it or not, that is a fact. I wish that you, I pray that you have an amazing week on purpose. Be blessed. Be encouraged, be inspired, and love on you. Be joyful, be joy-filled, and take care of yourself, okay? This is be Wendy Bob with Empowered to Empower You. I will again leave the instructions of how to seek a therapist in the show notes. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at an IG, Empowered, the number to serve, or my email Wendy Bob and empowered to empower you.com or just look me up feel free to subscribe if you haven't and share this podcast with someone else I'll be back next week take care love you goodbye